Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I am talking with Ashik Ahmed, and he's the co-founder and CEO of Deputy. Hello, Ashik. Hello, Larry. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's exciting to have you on, and I'm looking for your your company now has been Deputy has been incredibly successful. It seems like uh, in the workforce, uh, was it workforce management basically? Right. And yep. it seems like a complicated uh, world to navigate. And so congratulations on, you know, your incredible success, because basically what you do is help people uh, control their own army of people. It takes armies of people to do things on a massive scale. And then just managing that becomes a nightmare, you know? And well, even when it's five or 10 people, it's a nightmare. But when you get into hundreds, gee, what a job. Well, think about this. Uh, you know, when you have to book meeting or you have to book dinner with five people or 10 people, can you see the complexity that happens? Right. And try living that with 100 people every single day. Okay, try living that with 100 people on a 24 hour basis. Okay, oh. try living that with, you know, People falling sick. Okay, it is a it is a very complicated world. Uh, the whole workforce management uh, um, uh, a, a paradigm. But our company mission, Barry, is to simplify ship work. The company mission is to simplify ship work. So yes, we are here to simplify it. If it ain't simple, we ain't doing it. Yeah, and so talk about uh, the scale of how how big you guys are. You started in what two thousand eight? Do I have that right? Yes. Um, well, actually, the biological age is about 14 years. We're coming up to 14 years. The mental age, though, is about seven. Oh, okay. All right. Explain yeah. that. Well, the first seven, I mean, uh, you know, when we started, even the word cloud wasn't necessarily that around. I mean, right. actual true age of deputy is even a lot longer than that. We just have been doing this for, for a long time. But uh, yeah, first few years was just kind of like, you know, learning about um, things to do with... Um, um, technology and business without any any real experience. I think the clock started um, around 2016 or 2017 when we had our okay. first investment. All right. And and then yeah, uh, it's been it's been a crazy crazy ride. Uh, but now I mean, uh, I'm, I wake up every single day as excited as I was, if not more than I was in day one. I just have more conviction and more clarity about what needs to be done than I did when we started. At the beginning, it's just, we, we had an idea, but didn't necessarily know where it was gonna go. But over time, we've just got a, uh, more clarity and more opportunity and more energy about how our vision is much broader than how we started. And tell me about that. Like, how many did you start with? How many people did you start with? How many offices, how many clients? Would you say when you really got started there in, was it 2016? Well, like, I mean, uh, let, let me back up a little bit. I mean, um, the story of deputy probably starts in 1992 with my co-founder when he started 
a small business and it wasn't a tech business it was a business of aviation ground handling and he was it was of uh, what aviation uh aviation ground handling so if you ever okay. fly to any airport all the people in the airport you see who's running around uh, you know loading the plane unloading the plane cleaning the plane these are huh. em not employees of the airline they're yeah. outsourced companies that the airlines get to service everything in there and he actually had one of these businesses back um, here in sydney australia um, yeah, I should have said I'm, I'm here in Sydney, uh, uh, um, Sydney, Australia, Larry, and that's where Deputy started. Uh, it's a global company, but I'm based in Sydney. But anyway, when he started this business, um, he, yeah, in, in aviation ground, ground handling, you know, he grew that business from two people to 200 people. It was a lot of challenge, okay? I mean, we're talking pen, paper, uh, Excel, um, and Nokia 8820D, if anybody remembers that phone. Um, um, right. back in the days. Yeah. And that's, how, that's how basically business ran. And I came in in that business I back in 2004. I saw the challenges that was happening. I put in quite a lot of systems in place uh, and these are web-based systems. Even before the word cloud was around, even AWS was around back, wasn't around back then. And the business was extremely successful because of the technology. And from there, we realized, hey, we have something in our hand that we can take it to the world. Um, and that's then in 2000, end of 2008, we started Deputy. Uh, I used to work for my co-founder and then we kind of went in a 50-50 uh, uh, venture. Um, and yeah, um, everything we learned in the world of aviation, which is one of the most complex it can be. You know, it's 24 hours, it's highly unionized. I try, you know, I try and tell myself that when I'm at the airport, and the flight is delayed for one reason or another. I try and be generous and say, think about the complexity of what the airlines have got to deal with. It is just unlimited, um, you know. And oh. then you throw, they can have everything perfect, and then you throw the weather in there, and you know, every all the dominoes come falling down, you know. So you can't oh, yeah, blame I mean, that. You know? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, you know, there's many things that the human race. Um, is still trying to improve, but aviation and internet, I often feel like two industries that we have almost perfected, but even keep making it better every single day than yeah. what it was before. Um, so, so roughly, why did you say you really started 2016? What was the turning point there from 2008 and, and all? No, I mean, we were in the journey of finding product market fit. It's such a big world um, in there. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily say that it actually started 2016. It's just that like, and I mean, quite often I feel that the mental age uh -huh. uh, is, is, is since 2016, because that's when um, we truly started kind of um, uh, uh, selling and, and marketing. We had our first investment, um, external investment back then from OpenView. Um, until such time, we were actually basically being on a, um, um a kind of product market fit journey and exploration journey um it's almost i almost see the company as two companies the one before 2016 and the one after 2016. now what do you mean by the first phase how would you describe that product would you say product uh marketing product market fit it's like you know finding is your product is something that the market wants yeah you know that that was that that was that whole journey okay i mean nowadays quite a lot of companies start very early on in there, but yeah. we started at a time, um, you know, I mean, the, the only 
two tech companies in Australia back then was that of Atlassian and Campaign Monitor. Now there's so many other companies over here. I mean, if you yeah. started in Silicon Valley, I think our journey would have been a lot different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now when you changed over to the, you know, primarily the workforce management and uh, why did you, you said you started raising funds uh, uh, the first time you were raising funds for uh, expansion or things like that? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, venture capital investment didn't come into deputy till 2016. We oh. weren't even looking. We weren't yeah. even, you know. Um, and why, uh, why did you look for the venture capital uh, uh, input at that point? Well, two things. Okay, first of all, um, it wasn't because we needed cash. We were actually a, um, a break-even business still growing at 200, 300% year on year. Okay, so it wasn't because of the cash. We, um, it was more because, you know what, when they come in, there's a set of expertise and experience that they bring in in terms of how to scale a company, how to take it to, um, you know, the rest of the world, um, you know, uh, the talent and the network they bring with them. That was more a reason to bring in venture capitals in the business. More it, yeah. So than, yeah. yeah, because uh, there, why go figure all that out yourself? You know, why not? Why not piggyback off the experience and the and the uh, education that other people have got? And so, as you are, how many countries are you in now? You know, just how big we're, are we're, you right now? Let's just say. So yeah, there's over deputies in over hundred countries. We have more than three hundred and twenty thousand different workplaces that are running running deputy from over our lifetime, um, close to six million people have like, you know, live their life through deputies. Um, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, what is the active number of people that are using deputy right now that fluctuates because of all sorts of different reasons. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, um, it's been a, it's been a wild, uh, um, wild journey. But even after all these things, we as a company, we're only at 0.02% of where we can be. There's really? 2 billion shift workers in the world. It's 2 How billion. Many? Two billion. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right, it's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million-dollar earners, register now at WidellOnWinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. Good Lord. And now, as you look at what is fascinating to you about uh workforce management and and what you're doing what is what is intriguing fascinating and intriguing to you about this world well look i mean um, let me define workforce management first okay workforce management is three things number one is scheduling the employee or the shift worker yeah. to do the right job at the right place at the right time Okay, um, and that is probably the most challenging part. Um, uh, I mean, 
those who are knowledge workers, we usually work nine to five or time doesn't matter how much we're working, but a shift worker, okay, you're, uh, you know, we're talking about the people who works at the airport. If you go to the hospital, people are nurse, nurses and doctors, you go to the restaurant, okay, uh, shift workers are everywhere, the bus driver, the train driver, right. okay, you name it, they're everywhere. Um, they don't work nine to five. So managing life and managing work is a really, really hard thing okay, for them and their employers. So right. employee scheduling is probably the, the core part of workforce management. The second big part of workforce management is ensuring that, hey, those, um, just because you have scheduled somebody, that's not it, because they have to come to work. They have to come to work and establish their at work. They might come in early, they might come in late. They might finish when they're supposed to finish. They might finish even later. I mean, Larry, you and I probably don't get paid anything extra for working extra, okay? Right. <laughs> if we're supposed to finish at five, but we have to right. stay back seven or eight, we don't get paid anything extra most likely. Uh, um, uh, but these hourly paid workers can get paid differently. There is labor laws that are involved. Um, okay, so managing all that, the whole labor compliance is the second part of workforce management. And the third part, and this is the most important part. This is the part that nobody, none of our competitors or anyone actually does um, a good job at all because the, that's where we actually try to um, emphasize much more than anybody else is looking after the needs and wants of the shift worker, okay? Um, when do I wanna work? Who do I wanna work with, okay? Um, a, a shift worker is probably not sitting by in Slack. They're probably sitting by the computer with Zoom, for example, to, to meet, their, meet with their managers. How do you keep communicate with them? Um, how do you let them know what's happening? How do you let them know what's expected of them? Um, and how can they control their life looking after the needs and wants of the shift worker? So these three things. The yeah. scheduling, the uh, uh, timekeeping and labor compliance, um, and, and looking after the needs and wants. That's what workforce management is. And Larry, to answer your original question, what excites me most is regardless of how I look at each of those circles in that Venn diagram, we have years of innovation left to do. And for everything that has been achieved in these three buckets, um, I can see at least another 30 to 40 years of innovation happening in each of these areas. You can build uh, a $10 billion revenue business. Okay? The lives you can impact for each of the circle is just so, so large. And you already have, when you, when you make these breakthroughs, you have all of the markets, all the places ready to install it. So that's gotta be rewarding right there. And you can tweak uh, what your, the changes you make and see the results because you get a large number response. It's not just one office here or there with your new program, you get thousands of uh, 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 data points of research on whether or not these are pro productive or not. But you didn't mention training. How about how does training fit, fit into that? Well, training is a really big part. And um, like, uh, I mean, we don't necessarily do the training bit. We have a lot of partners we work with, um, you know, um, who offer training. But one thing, the way, the great way training works with deputy is that uh, in order to schedule someone into a shift, there's about six different constraints you need to look at. Okay, hey, are the double booked to work somewhere else? 
Um, are they going to be trained and qualified? Okay. Are they going to be fatigued? Are they on leave? Are they available? Do, do they prefer to work in there? There's so many different constraints we look at to ensure that someone can do a shift. But um, when it comes to training, uh, there's a lot of partners of deputy we work where if they have done the training, then they get qualified to do, go and do the shift. We don't necessarily do the training, Larry, and that's not something I focus at the moment for deputy because yeah. there's is still so much to do in the other areas. Right, yeah, yeah. That, uh, and plus there's so many different fields. So yep. when you go in, how do you wind up what sticks out to you as the area? How do you find the areas that you want to dive into next? You know, of all the areas and opportunities out there, you say we're only doing 2%, you know, we could be improving for 30 or 40 years. What, how do you decide this is where we're going to move next? Or do you move in a bunch of different directions at once? When everything is a priority, nothing's a priority. <laughs> That's uh, that's probably the probable wisdom. Look, I mean, it's it's been a journey uh, for us, and I think we've gotten a lot better at it. I mean, even I personally have gotten a lot, lot better at it. Um, I mean, at the beginning of it, it's like in a kid in a candy store, like in a wall. So many different things we can do. Okay, um, and we've trialed a lot of different things. Okay, I mean, you know, it's, if you've never seen any candy in your life, and you walk into a candy store it will be dumb for you to just choose the first candy you see in there. So we have tried right. a lot of different things, but then we have really holding on the things that we really want to be good at. Okay. I mean, um, and those are those and, three things you're, you're talking about right there. Right. I mean, you said, yeah, I mean, those are more of the, like, you know, what the workforce management um, industry is, but I mean, as far as, uh, you know, market segmentation is concerned, um, like here in Australia where deputy was born, um, one in 10 shift worker use deputy. Okay. Okay. I can walk out the door and meet someone, you know, 10% chance they're already using deputy in there. Yeah. Um, in, um, uh, if I can achieve that in the United States, if I can achieve that, uh, in Europe, Larry, uh, um, deputy would be tremendously, tremendously successful given that there's 18 million shift workers in United States alone. So, um, but you don't get to go to all 80 million in one go, okay? You have to right. look at the specific verticals, like, you know, hey, are they in the uh, restaurants? Are they in healthcare? Even under healthcare, um, you know, are they working in hospitals or are they working in clinics? So there's a lot of market, you know, market segmentation do exactly what our product offering is for that uh, industry. And yeah, you have to work through all of that. Well, you know, Ashik, you're at the enviable position uh, where, Everybody wants to get when they start a business, you know, they wanted to get big, big, big. We want to be everywhere. We want to go and, you know, uh, you know, multinational, you know, and, you know, have be known everywhere. But <laughs> then you have to run it. And uh, that, you know, that that can be overwhelming. And, and I'm looking forward. I'm going to ask you how you go about unraveling that, because it seems to be. You know, it's what everybody wants, but then it's like, how do you keep running that thing? And that's why I think when a lot of companies get that big, the founder bails out and turns it over to a professional manager because it's just too overwhelming. And uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about that, but you guys just seem to be uh, 
you're kind of like Donald Trump when he has something negative happen. You just get more, more energized. You know, it's like the more complicated things get for you. It's like, okay, all right, now, now I'm really going to get interested on this thing, you know? And so as you've gone, you said you got more clarity, more excitement, and it seems rather than being overwhelmed by keeping up with this thing, you seem to be more energized about that. And I can't wait to uh, dig in on that. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.